happens, man. I mean, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm walking into an Edmonton liquor store at 10.30 in the morning. What do you expect? They're going to raise their eyebrows, right? Yeah. I would do the same thing. We'll we got see. my flat brim going on right now and everything. And True. it's just like, this dude, I don't know who this dude is. <laughs> he doesn't look Evanstonian. Nope. You don't. I don't. Nope. No. Don't fit in. I look more on the other side of, of Howard. True. You dig? I dig. Right. Racial divide. Hey, young world. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Keenan Lake Podcast, or we can call it Social uh, Political Commentary with Wilson <laughs> Torres. Either way, we'll take it how we can get it. Um, yeah, we are uh, entering our 30th episode right Is now. Is it really our yeah, 30th? Definitely, wow. Yeah, definitely. Technically our 31st, because one hasn't been released yet. That's true. Until two weeks from now. So we'll just, but 30th sounds good. 30th sounds good. 30th so sounds we're turning good. 30 years old. We're getting to our mature years. We're finally. getting old, bro. Yeah. We're getting old. You and me both. Yeah. How are you doing today, Wilson? I'm doing really well, my friend. How are you, Jake? I'm doing great. Just wonderful. On a Thursday afternoon, having a little beer. Yeah. In between work, after work, doing more work later. It's so part of the gig. Part of the gig. It's a perk. It is, true. Literally, it could be sometimes a perk up because sometimes you've had quite the week. By this time of the week, I'm spent. Literally, I'm spent. Yeah. But, some, you know... Today's a treat because we not only have a new friend that's on, yep. you know, today with us um, that we'll be introducing soon, but at the same time, it's like it perks me up just to be here, the environment here, the smell is here. Yeah, and we're back at Beguile. Yeah, um, we're back after at taking the, uh, a one-week break. One-week break. One-week hiatus. <clears throat> one can't one remember week. the week before. Yeah. Who did we talk to the week before, Matt? Uh, the week before, Matt, we talked with Brett. Oh, that's right. We were up here. So, yeah. So, uh, shout out to Beguile and your international recording studios. Shout out to Bees. Uh, just above the brewery. You can hear a little bit of the faint uh, noise of the, still of the brewery in the background. Yeah. Um, actually doing an event tonight with Beguile. So, uh, like you said, it's a good little perk to have at the end of the week while you're kind of drowning out there and fading. Yeah, I'm looking even, forward to that. Even tonight. though I have two more events this weekend. but Yeah, but you know what? What's cool? That they're in the West Coast. And I'll be drinking probably. And you'll be drinking. Heavily. But, I what? hope your mom doesn't hear that. My mom, she knows about my problems in life. <laughs> she knows all about my vices. Shout out all to Julian to, Bruce. Shout out to Julian Bruce. Just got the wedding photos last night, actually, from yeah. our wedding. So Thanks for sharing that. There's one. one of my dad and I sitting on some chairs. I don't remember this. Okay. And it was early in the night because it's still bright out. But he's looking at the camera, and he's just giving a big middle finger to the camera. <laughs> Classic like, Bruce. All right, there we go. Uh, there you go. Loves weddings, loves dancing. Um, well, how about we get to our guest while he's laughing in the background there? Yeah. I'll let you introduce him, Wilson. Yeah, um, so, th- ladies and gentlemen, Keen the Lake fans and friends, There's I'd like to introduce you to Chris Blantner, of, who is also the urban bourbonist on Instagram, and I think that's the only handle, if I make That's Chris? correct, yes. All right. It's the only one. It's on his T-shirt, yes. too. And it's, and it's and on his T-shirt. <laughs> and I wore the, From uh, the T-shirt deli. Yeah. It is from oh, the T-shirt nice. deli. Yeah. Yes, I had this specially made before I did my first uh, live broadcast on Instagram. Oh, cool. But uh, thank you guys for having yeah, me on uh, Key in the Lake. I'm a fan of the show. I wouldn't be. I just, I just caught up on the, the last two episodes, which <laughs> cool. were, were entertaining as always. So thank you, for sure. Something, something along oh, those lines. Oh, I love guests. They're yeah. so nice. Uh, whenever, whenever Matt's on, you never know. It's, you a, never it's a wild know. card. It's I'm true. not sure if you listened to the one with the actual Blom Brothers, who he works for. I, did, I have not heard that he one. Did oh, a, he did dude. a character who I will not say the name of um, about a good third of the podcast, which we didn't. Like, I, it was like a, we talked for about an hour and 40 minutes, and we cut it down a little bit. Most of it was cutting out that part of him yeah. Yeah. Um, being yeah. the. Uh, That's when Jake took the uh, precedent and he suspended Matthew. Mm. 
from the Yes, podcast. I was wondering where the uh, suspension came that from. It came he from was not informed until after it happened that he was on the suspension. <laughs> just if you looked in the... He, usually, he found out via Twitter yeah, that he was suspended, just like NFL players and Major oh, League Baseball point. players. Yeah. You know, you find out you're traded or cut and or non-existent via Twitter these right. days. Do yeah. you remember the, Grant, uh, the Grantland website from ESPN? No, I don't remember that. It was like uh, 2013, 14 when oh, it closed see, down. I, I'm old already. Um, I can't remember that far back. But it was an awesome website. And like all the people that found out that ESPN closed it down like through Twitter. And so like one guy was talking about how his neighbor was like, hey, man, sorry about the job. And he's like, what? Like As he's like walking to <laughs> yeah. work in the morning. And <laughs> he's like, funny. what are you talking about? He's like, you haven't seen on Twitter? And like on Twitter that like, he doesn't have a job <laughs> as he's walking to work. <laughs> so I guess that's how we figure it yeah. out I in mean, this world. I mean, isn't it crazy that's, how that's it is the way these it goes days. these days? Yeah. I mean, it's just like those are the... I mean, who's the first to know, really, these days? I mean, that's and it, it's come down to that. Who's the first to know? Who's the first to hear? Who's the first mm-hmm. to taste? So right. on and so forth. And actually, that's how Chris and I met. Chris actually reached out to Union Horse down in KC. Shout out to Union Horse and all the folks down in KC. Keep making the juice, and I can keep pouring it. Um, <laughs> he reached out to Union Horse, and then uh, Damien, my, pro- my proper principal, and then Damien turned around and was like, you're in luck, my man. My guy, our guy, the guy, Only our guy, guy <laughs> is in Chicago. I'll make an intro. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think, what, not even two days later, we yeah, yeah. we hung out together for our full evening over yeah. at uh, Fountainhead. Shout out to Bob and everybody there. Yeah. Do and we that, do all of our meetings at Fountainhead? Uh, no, not really. Oh, I've had two there this week. <laughs> have you? Oh, that's a good place to have it's a meeting. It's a good place, yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, it's middle point for a lot of everybody. Yeah. And it is, that's a, a good point. A lot of everybody. Yeah. It is a good middle ground yeah, so. for people on the north side, yeah. west to east side. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But the, the environment is perfect there for yeah. that, though. For, yeah, definitely well, is. Well, I mean, aside from the middle ground, it's just a great fucking place to go. Yeah. Yep. You know? I do have to give a shout out to you again for that. Epic oh. <laughs> evening we had. We had quite. We had quite the evening. Thank you. Appreciate quite the that. tasting and a shout out to Union Horse for the introduction. But I mean, we spent what a three few hours. A few hours. <laughs> three hours in exact. Yeah, yeah three so, hours. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Went through the the whole product lineup and we did and uh, compare. Even did some comparisons. And we did a some, flight fight. Yeah, to some other. Oh yeah. <clears throat> What'd you fight? Some, yeah. So we fought. Um, we so we pitted Union Horse. Uh, rye uh, versus uh, old, old foes rye. Um, that wasn't even close, by the way. Close. Union Horse just blew, blew it away. And I, I know that Old Forester is getting like all the, <laughs> like everyone right is fawning over that mm-hmm. uh, that rye, and which is like brand new for them. Correct. But, and I'm not just saying this because of meeting you and yeah. and doing the tasting, but Union Horse absolutely blew that away. Yeah. Which rye did you have? Uh, we did both ryes. Okay. So we did yeah. uh, the the straight rye. Yeah. Uh, we did we put it against Old Foe. Okay. And then the barrel strength against yeah. um, it, it, was it Wild Turkeys? Uh, no, it was against oh. uh, Whistle Pig. Whistle Pig oh, nice. six year old. Uh, oh, and yeah. that wasn't the even piggyback. close either. And that wasn't even close either. Is that what's called piggyback? Yeah, it's piggyback the bl- that's a black label, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. then we paired the Union Horse Reunion straight uh, barrels, straight bourbon, sorry, and we pitted it against uh, Four Roses. Cool. Yes. Barrel, a uh, single barrel pick. I, I call that a draw. Um, yeah, I would call that. I call that a draw on my sheets. Yeah, that 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 those two were were pretty close. Yeah. The other two comparisons, Union Horse was really a lot. 
a lot mm. better in my opinion. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I don't even ding, know. Ding ding ding. I don't know if I've ever. Well, it's, I know I've had your straight rye, but it's been so long because yeah. I always just drink. You know. Well, I happen to have it with me today, Jacob. That's, that's okay. I gotta drive. Mm. Oh, okay. But maybe later. <laughs> um, no, I just always drink the barrel proof. Like oh. whenever we're at yeah. uh, whenever we're at shows, like I'd, we just tend to be next to each other a lot yeah. at shows and like just. Give him a little cup, yeah, and, he, and he knows, and he knows what I, he yeah, knows what I already I know which one he wants. So, so pour yeah, instead yeah. of drinking my own product, <laughs> yeah. don't get high on your own stuff. Don't get high yeah, right. off your own supply. There you go. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll kind of start, I guess, with your whole experience through whiskey or what brought you into um, kind of the whole uh, Instagramming, social media, yeah, commentary, I mean, which is a huge would, part yeah. of this industry now. I mean, it's yeah. becoming, it's, it's ever booming. Uh, I was looking at... I searched, I searched an herb, uh, bourbon or yeah bourbon into um, search engines for uh, Instagram, and like I follow you, but your name didn't even come up. But like eighteen other bourbons came oh, up yeah. that I don't even follow. And <laughs> you're like, oh, I, yeah. other than like two of them I followed, and you're just so many mm-hmm. different people out there um, doing kind of what we all three do here in a way yeah. when it comes to uh, showing our passion for whiskey and doing it online. Yeah. yeah so I sort of got into this whole world a couple years ago just how we were talking before we um, yeah. we went live here is I tasted Old Grandad and Rittenhouse Rye mm-hmm. and those are my two like entry points into whiskey and the reason I got into it is I had moved into a my wife and I moved into a new condo and I was like oh I'm gonna get this bar cart and have like this real cool setup in the <laughs> in the new condo but I need something to put on the bar cart. And I wasn't really, I didn't, I wasn't really into whiskey. I'm, I'm, uh, I was big into craft beer. I still like craft beer. Um, so I just started looking around, like what's, what's good out there. Mm-hmm. Started doing some searches and old granddad and Rittenhouse Rye kept coming up as like bartenders favorites oh, yeah. to drink or to make cocktails <clears throat> with. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, well, if all these bartenders, if like these are their choices, like when they're off duty to make a cocktail or something, well, that seems like a good place to start. So picked up um, each of those bottles and was like, yeah, this is, I love these. But for the longest time, those are the only two bottles I had on the cart because mm. I just didn't know where to go. I didn't, yeah. and, and I wasn't like actively like out like searching, like what else should I yeah. be drinking? But then I started to do a little bit of that. And then next thing I know, I've got four or five bottles and I'm getting real excited about it. My brother's really into, into whiskey and he lives in New Mexico and um, he's like, well, you know, maybe you should try, you know, this one, try like a, if you can find like a Weller special reserve mm-hmm. or if you can find a four roses single barrel, not like one of the, not like one of the private barrel picks, yeah. but just the straight single barrel. Like, so he's suggesting all these things and I'm acquiring these bottles <laughs> and uh, I'm really getting bit by the bug, you know? Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, I'm going to start looking around on Instagram and see like what the, what the whiskey world is like on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, I sort of got sucked into that whole world and um, which I love and, and I've had so many great conversations with people and, and learned a lot and learned about a lot of different Whiskies came across like brands like Union Horse and these these smaller craft yeah. distillers that are out there, and I'm just super excited about whiskey, and and um, so I decided, oh, I'm gonna start a page, and just just to kind of like express my excitement about all these things that I'm tasting and and experiencing, mm-hmm. and. Um, I also have like a journalism background, so I oh, okay. kind of like thought maybe I could turn this into something like a podcast, mm-hmm. but it would be like a live 
uh, sort of talk show on Instagram since, um, you know, it's, it's video and pictures. So I've started to do a little bit of that and had, I've had uh, a few guests on. I'm going to have Patrick from Union Horse on yep. in, in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, I've had um, the head distiller at um, Sonoma Distilling out oh, in cool. Sonoma, California. Yeah. Um, I had the, uh, that's Adam Spiegel, yep. and uh, I had Ray Walker, who's the founder of St. Cloud Bourbon, on a couple weeks back. So I'm kind of like taking the page in that direction is as much as I can to yeah. try and just talk to different people around uh, the industry and um, having a lot of fun with it, doing like live tastings with <laughs> other Instagrammers, yeah. doing like these battles between different whiskeys and, and declaring a winner, which yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean anything, Subjective, but, but yeah, still, yeah. <coughs> but it's just still it's very just, effective. Yeah. It's just fun to do. And your following has grown almost tenfold since you and I've met. Yeah, I think when we met, I had like 100 followers. 152 I have... followers. Okay, I yeah. made a note of it when I was doing research. Yeah. And <laughs> so now you're he's... probably like, why am I meeting with this guy? No, well, what, <laughs> what I loved about it is that, I mean, shit, I, I didn't have anyone until I started, you know, I took, you know, a cue from Lindsay and Jake, you know, and doing, you know, they do, they do a lot of social media already for prospective companies that we worked for before and then in their current you know, position. So I'm like, maybe I need to jump on the social media bandwagon, you know, yeah. kind of sort of, and, and engage more in that manner. So I, you know, so then, so that was like perfect way to, you know, why not, you yeah. know, let's talk. Cause maybe mm-hmm. I'll learn something as well. You know, yeah. well, you hope to learn something yeah, at for the same sure. time. So yeah. yeah. Fun, funny you say that cause I was sitting in a bar yesterday or two days ago, visiting an account and, one of the other uh, reps in there was talking about how stupid it is that everybody in our industry uses their own platform to promote their own companies. Like, I'm a private person. Why would I want to do that? I want to get away from this. I'm like, I don't know, because it's fun. Like, yeah, I enjoy <laughs> it. Beating it down, and you're like, yeah. And she's like, I got on Instagram for 15 minutes, and I saw someone, like, I don't know, talking about something political, and so I just got mm-hmm. off of it right away. I'm like, well, yeah. that's people, that's why you curate it so you don't follow those kind exactly. of people. Like, yeah. I don't follow any family, I don't think, or anybody like, from high school all mine are like artists now like a lot of whiskey people things like that and like maybe maybe my sister did to see pictures of my nephew but she's not going to say anything political she doesn't have the mind for it so (laughs) 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 Um, no it's not funny because you could tell like everybody else in the room was like um well we all do that yeah (laughs) yeah and it's fun like i mean it's our life in a way and taking pictures of pretty whiskey bottles and pretty glasses of cocktails and other pours is something nice to put on there but one of the things in regards and i need to give you credit for this chris because uh, it just opened me up more to it aside from the projects that jake has done that that he and i worked on that he's taken lead on in our past in our previous lives is that after you and I met and you posted the reviews of the whiskeys that you that you reviewed of ours, that was the most engagement I've ever had on mm. social media. I was up for at least a minimum, I think two hours after you posted the first review. Yeah. The second review, was, I was up for another maybe three hours just engaging, mm-hmm. just responding to all the, re, you know, to oh, the awesome. reviews or to the commentary yes. that, you, you, that you garnered. And I'm like, this is... That's social media. Yeah. That's the power of it. That's the yeah. power of it. So a brand yeah. like the positive Union power. Horse. Yeah. <laughs> positive <laughs> power. Yeah. yeah There's well also plenty of negative, but of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. So if you have someone like me or someone else, like a, a bigger account, post a review, then that's where 
it's huge for the brands yeah. to be able to jump into the yeah. conversation on someone else's page Correct. Mm-hmm. and be able to just interact with yes. with everyone that's commenting. It's it's so huge it is in big. today's world and especially yeah. if you're a smaller brand trying to I think so. to make an impact. Yeah. This is the way in my opinion, this is the way for a lot of a lot of smaller brands mm-hmm. to yeah. make headway and mm-hmm. and get their name out. I agree. No, and uh, I listen to a lot of comedian um, podcasts or comedy podcasts mm-hmm. hosted by comedians, and they talk about how the power of YouTube has uh, the ticket sales, not relying on their Netflix. Now Amazon's just getting into yeah. um, specials as well, but putting your content out there for free. And to what extent do you do it? You know, because you don't want to give away everything for free because yeah. then people right. are coming to your sh- aren't going to come to your shows. They're just going to watch you there or already going to know your t- taglines for every single joke. Mm-hmm. But there's a long conversation about breaking down like all the gatekeepers of that industry and not relying on the club so much, not relying um, on people that can hold you back and TV, but just doing it yourself and producing it yourself. Obviously with the readability of cameras and computers and technology, that's so much more easier and cheaper yeah. um, to get your hands on. You can do that and create those, create that content. And over the last few months, I've really been exploring how you talked about the smaller brands building on social media. And for me, it was like, it's been a big question in my head and trying to figure this out. Can you build a brand better online than going into bars and, you know, waiting for the person to come by? Like we talked about earlier, yeah. you know, before you turn the, turn the mics on, it was like, you're waiting for that person to show up. You told, told me this time you're not here or you go to there and the door's locked and no one's there and you knock on the door and someone comes in. It's like, I don't have time to meet with you. And you're like, you're, and you're just trying to sell one bottle. You're not even trying to sell right, a case of right. whiskey. You're just trying to sell one bottle that might just sit on the shelf for, you know, six months. People casually drink it here and there overcharging your, um, the price for your cocktails, overcharging the price for your pours because they're paying a high premium for your whiskey if it's a small batch company and they might only buy one bottle. The more bottles you buy from the distributor, the more, uh, less the case costs, uh, less the bottle costs. Um, so I've really been toggling with the question of can we build brands online? Like, is that something possible? And, yeah. I mean, obviously it's not going to be for another decade or so to see if it, if it actually works out that way. Uh, I think that you can build a lot of hype and you can get people going there. Obviously, you still have to do the legwork. You still yeah. have to go to bars. You still Correct. have to go to uh, on-premise or off-premise accounts, too, and mm-hmm. sell retail and be there and do the tastings, do the events. But how much more of a factor can social media play into it mm-hmm. uh, when done correctly? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's huge because, for example, my, just my experience, and I'm not even a whiskey brand, but... I sort of just inserted you my are a brand. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm you trying to do something. Yeah, I'm trying to brand. do something along those lines <laughs> and like create like a small like you know, online or uh, Instagram sort mm-hmm. of uh, show. And um, but I've sort of just I came in like a bat out of hell and just inserted myself into all these conversations that right. were happening mm. within Whiskeygram and people were like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? I had people like DMing me, trying to like figure out like, like who what are it, you? Yeah, like who who are you? Huh. Like what yeah. are you up to? What do you like? Because I I did come I pretty much came out of nowhere yeah. and just started talking to people because I was really excited yeah, yeah. Uh, and I wanted to to interact with people and now I went from like so when I met with Wilson like a hundred you know a hundred followers and now I'm pushing a thousand and that's in like a month a month's time mm-hmm. so imagine if this is a brand putting putting in the effort to go and have those conversations with people yeah. and you can build this recognition online 
So you're, you're still putting in that work that you would have to be doing by going to bars and going yeah. to, to stores, but you're doing it in a different way online. You're doing it with your thumbs, mm -hmm. you know, typing on, on the screen and interacting with all these people. So it's, it's work. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it takes time to do it, but you can, you can build this awareness that then could translate into someone going to, you know, Fountainhead and yeah. saying, hey, I see Starward, I see Union Horse, I'm going to I'm going to buy a glass mm -hmm. yeah. and then that tra that could translate into them going to Binnie's the next day and exactly. picking up a bottle. Exactly. I hope so. Yeah, it's like for me it's I always want to put out there like where events we're going to be doing, where we're going to be at yeah. on the weekends or even the weekdays and getting that out there in front even though not everybody who you follow on a personal level even lives in the same city or that I do, but just to let people know like hey, we're out there. And so like maybe we're not in your market right now, but eventually will be. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then you can obviously have that in the back of their mind. Like, Oh, my friend works for this company. He's probably posting about it. Let's try it out. Yeah. But see if it goes that way. But yeah, a lot of grassroots there. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's the only time will tell to it's, see how effective but they're different, it really they're is. Different arenas though. If you really think about it, when you really look at these platforms and then what we do on a day to day basis, mm -hmm. especially what you do for your own channel and for your own brand day to day basis, Chris, you know, we are we enter different arenas <clears throat> that don't really. Ex when we go into one arena, it's a buyer, so it's one on one. Yeah. When we go into a tasting, you hope it's one on a hundred for the night. For yeah. the night, mm -hmm. um, with obviously store management and so sales associate not including them, but you know, taking note and like, hey, you know, let me, you know. I'm about to get off in about five minutes. Can I come back and have a, tr a taste? You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of that nature. So you're trying to educate and trying to get the brand out there in that way. And then we do events, which could be one on a thousand, yeah. Yeah. depending on the, the type of event in the day and whatnot, you know. And then the one-on-one -on -one with you that you and I did, to go refer back to that, now it's not one to 1,000 face-to-face. It's one to 1,000 now mm -hmm. online. Yes. And it's just like... Holy shit. Yeah. You know, how do you, I mean, I think you do start building a brand on a, on the digital platform yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I mean, I know it's helped for the various companies that you we've know. worked for when it's done correctly. It's, if it's done correctly, I mean, for me, that's it's, the point right there. Yeah. And it's hard, like, for, like, my company, which is in Australia, and we have an awesome bar there, great tours, all that good stuff. Um, but it's like the question now is how do we relate like those 20,000 followers in Australia to the U.S. market we just entered eight months now ago? Yeah. So it's a challenge. Um, I think it's about being out there, obviously, and keep yeah. posting and posting good stuff. But it's more about the conversation you had. Mm -hmm. So when you just started, you just kind of just jumped into just like jumped some posts? That's exactly what I did. I just... Do you find certain writers or bloggers or... Yeah, so I just kind of, uh, you know, would do a search like weller mm. and see like what what was coming up in that conversation and sort of just you know insert myself in and not in that like you know i would just start a conversation and say hey you know what do you think of which do you like better do you okay. like weller special reserve mm. do you like the antique do you like the 12 and then just that's it. It sort of just went from there, and then a conversation. There's a lot of, there's a lot of opinions in that that company. Just a few. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. I yeah. Agree. Which we won't harp on because we yeah. did a whole thing on that last yeah. week. But yeah. Yeah, and that's what I did, and then and then before you know it, you're 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 starting to uh, have all these sep different conversations, and of course that leads to people following you and wanting to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And like to your point, Wilson, like if you if you 
take the time to meet with someone like me who has 100 followers at the time on Instagram, and then that person continues to build their following. Now you're having a conversation with me mm -hmm. and then all the people following mm -hmm. me and then all the people following those people Correct. beyond. Yeah. And so this it, is national. Yeah, so this is like... We're going from local, from our own home market. Yeah. yeah fucking across the U.S. Yeah, and what's crazy about it, okay, so if Union Horse or if Starward isn't available in, you know, all 50 states, it mm -hmm. doesn't even matter because if you have the conversation going and someone likes what I'm saying about Union Horse or Starward, yeah. they will seek, they will find a way yeah. to get a this, bottle of this it. This day and age, they definitely will. They will yeah. find a way. Yeah. yeah. So even if you're not available to them, it's still worth it's still worth the effort to talk to them because they will find a way to get the whiskey. And I would say a good twenty percent of what conversation I had after you and I met, and then you posted your <laughs> reviews, a good twenty percent of those conversations were like, "Where do you live?" Yeah. Yeah. And then I can guide you into like, what's the nearest state if not if not one of those proper states that you live in? Because we're only mm -hmm. call it what ten states right now, yeah. ten markets. Well, it's amazing like how that like mirrors re like face to face reality because that's yeah. the one of the first questions I know you and all of our friends of reps asked yeah. when you're at, when you're doing a tasting. It's like where, what part of town do you live in? Yeah. So like I can get you that nearest liquor store. So yeah. that one. In, what I love about this conversation is that we're actually portraying, like we said earlier, the positive things of social media. Absolutely. Like having those yeah, interactions. Yeah. If it, it's, it's whiskey. We're not saving the world. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but we are bringing people together. Yes, um, That's what I feel like this uh, this one uh, little drink can do for us here. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, I interrupted you. I'm not sure where you were going. And I'm not sure where no, I'm no, going No, 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 no. That's fine. No, no, no. And I just I appreciate that because that it's, it's, that's exactly where it's going. We don't know where it's going. Sure. Yeah. It's we just don't know the inevitable or the inevitable as far as that reach is concerned. Yeah. Because social media is global. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just confounded to what we do in our own given market by license and by law. Mm -hmm. Social media has broken down that sort of speak barrier yeah. for us to reach beyond that. And it actually will help us to your point as yeah. well, Chris, the thousands that you have. The thousands, hundreds, and/or thousands they have yeah. multiplies. It's like compound interest. Yes, it, and next, you know, now we're going to use that data mm -hmm. and now figure out what markets we're now going to yeah. be able to get into. Because even like one one-hour conversation with somebody, forget the follower amount. Like, what if you just have a friend that you're like is looking for something new, and yeah. you, you recommended that to that person, yeah, and exactly. I mean, it just goes that way. Exactly. I don't even know this company even exists because we walk in the stores all the time, and people that work there don't know it exists. Don't know exactly. <laughs> I literally, I did three store <laughs> tasting or three store <laughs> staff trainings yesterday. One of the stores I did probably like seven uh, staff members, which is big. That's like yeah. that's a big staff training and one out of seven knew of the brand and one might have heard of it but like one guy actually knew like where it was in the shelf and knew a little bit about it versus you know basically five or six people staring blankly at me <laughs> like star wars yeah. they have a brand you have to hear that a lot though probably <laughs> what i just do now is i walk with my business card because it says star ward very yeah. prominently in yeah. gold lettering and black card so i just like hand it to them like oh okay he's saying star ward <laughs> It, all, it's just that simple, like, relatability of the mind. Like, they hear Star Wars. They don't, it, they don't ignore the D every yeah, time. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, it's just, they go straight to the S, and you're like, 
Yeah, there might be a copyright infringement on that if that was the case. Not in Australia, though. Yeah, not everything's, in Australia. Everything's no. upside down, so it doesn't really matter at all. Is it true that the toilets flush no. backwards now? It's not. Okay. That was the only question I it had was in the, regards It was like to one of the first things I did, though, when I got to this. It was to yeah, I got to check. Yeah, I was like, I got to oh, see if this is true. I went to the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, wait, I got to test this now for myself. <laughs> yeah, but no, it didn't, didn't do anything too crazy. But it's yeah. funny because what Chris, as you mentioned, how he jumped in into this uh, this arena of interest and excitement, you did the same thing. I mean, when you approached Koval, it's like oh. you had their juice. You're like, I like this. I can I can represent this. Like on my own page. Yeah. Yeah. People confused if my page was the Koval page. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I would get that. Yeah. Maybe the other. But then, well, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. No. I mean, it was just <laughs> saying. So you, you know, your interest w- took you that direction where you like, yeah. hey, you know, I want, I can, you know, you started off as a taster and so on and so forth. Yeah. And then me, I just wanted to pursue something I like to do, which was drink. Yeah. And, you know, after, you know, sabbatical, then I'm like, this is the avenue I want to take. You, what I appreciated, the fact, it wasn't so much that you had 150, 140, 150 uh, followers. I didn't give a shit about that, to Jake's point. It was more the fact that you actually reached out directly mm-hmm. to Union Horse. I'm like, listen, I've read about you guys. I've come across you guys a couple times now. I need, I need to know more about you, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I can tell you that that's how I've learned as well. Yeah. Um, is just by asking questions. 100%, and yeah. if someone's willing to give you the answer or give you more insight, why the fuck not? Yeah. Yeah. Conversations lead to so many more things than just a plain yes or no. When we deal with yeah. what's basis. the worst thing someone's going to say? No, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I have you know, he could have been many, a schmo, yeah. but he showed up. He was open-minded. Op- you know, pen out. I yeah, found myself you know, at many out. of the. Uh, Events where I'm like the one of two photographers there, and yeah. they have no idea who I am, whatever. I'm like, hey, I've wrote for this website before, and they're like, yeah. they assume, oh, you're a writer or a photographer yeah. for that website, and just like throw one little name out, and next thing you know, like, yeah, you're it might open a door. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then correct. somebody's like, okay, they show you show up with the camera, and someone's like, I'm here to shoot the event. They're like, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Now, speaking of that, now that you have been, you're you're pretty, you're not deep, but you are in in towards intermediate waters now considering how you've how you've increased your exposure um where is your excitement now is it still in the avenue of learning more about whiskey bourbon and or the industry or is it more just like i'm just gonna let this flow like Mm. the pores and i i definitely i there's so much i need to learn so likewise i'm 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 absolutely still like constantly seeking out new information um, I would say I'm more interested in like the smaller craft distillers okay. just because I feel like there's interesting things happening with like a union horse or, or another smaller mm-hmm. distiller out there. Like you guys have to be, you have to be hustling. You have to yeah. be trying to figure it out. You're not like Buffalo trace that can just flood the market with some new product if they wanted to and yeah. they have a built-in how many thousands or millions of customers. Yeah. Well, so, so I think it's yeah. cool to talk to people who have started mm. a distillery and mm. like, hey, take me through, like, how did you, how could you possibly even do this? Like, mm. take me through the process. Yeah. And like, for me, that's really super interesting to, to find out. So, so far I've talked to one guy who started like, and he's the head distiller. So he's doing the work, Yeah. you know, not only did he start the company, but he's actually doing the work of making the product. And then I talked to a guy who's actually just sourcing the product mm-hmm. who created a company 
and is you know putting another Correct. another product into his bottle. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting dynamic to to see those two perspectives. Um, so that's what really really gets me excited, and yeah. that's kind of like what I'm trying to do with my page is talk to people, you know, that are that are making or creating companies in the space, whether they're sourcing from MGP or, yeah. or whatever, and yeah. just to see like what their thought process is, what their outlook is, what niche they're trying to fill that they saw in the market. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're all trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're always trying to fill a void yeah. or create something new or some new buzz of some sort. Was your level of knowledge, did you know that company sourced whiskey before you got into this whole thing? And The St. Cloud? Oh, just yeah. any companies. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Because it's something that's come to revelation the last three, four years. Yeah. Um, as we've spoke about one company getting sued so many yeah. times or you know, high popularity of that happening. I just didn't know, like, what was your level of knowledge? So I had, I, I did, I was aware of like, you know, some of these brands were not actually making yeah. what was in the bottle. I wasn't actually aware of how it's pretty extensive. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a ton of brands that are sourcing specifically from MGP in Indiana. Yeah. And then, you know, putting a nice fancy label on, on the bottle, which is fine. I mean, a lot of that yeah. stuff is great. It's still a lot of hard work just to do that. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. The totally. financing behind it and everything. Yeah, Correct. getting your bottle shape, getting a bottler. Uh, yeah, picking your juice, all that. It's still, yeah. it's not easy. It, it, no. it makes the transition a little bit, or makes the setup of the company a little bit easier because you're not buying your stills, you're not right. going to, you know, school and learning how to still or finding a distiller to do it. Uh, it. It does remove a lot of the headache, but it still can be a um, a large, very large take on, especially as an investment financially. Yeah, absolutely. And what's interesting to me is like some of the gray area of disclosing mm. what's what's happening on the bottle like yeah. you, sometimes it's really hard to figure out like what's going on Still by looking at the in, label Indiana, bottled in Kentucky yeah like, wait what yeah yeah and uh and so, yeah so I would like there to be a little bit more transparency just this is coming as a consumer correct I would love for there to be a little bit more transparency about you know sourcing and bottling and is this from Mm -hmm. you know where is this from Mm -hmm. is this from kentucky is this from indiana is this from you know wherever is this canadian whiskey in here yeah um so it's it's interesting uh from from that point of view as a consumer i want to know as much as i can possibly know about what's in in the bottle and sometimes i feel like that's a bit of a gray area still these days yeah i think the over the last you know decade or so, the boom of craft distilleries has created transparency. Yeah. Um, a lot of those distilleries, though, aren't fully you know truthful about what they say. Like, oh, we only use locally sourced grain, and you're like, oh, does three states away count as locally yeah. sourced grain? You know, because like for me, I can say that about our distillery. We say our all our dist- all of our grains at least a day's drive away from the distillery, mm-hmm. yeah. and then everyone's head in America is like, well, Australia is a small place. And they're like, oh no, it's actually no. the size of the United States. Yeah. It's just yeah. that it only, you can only live in like eight percent of the country. Yeah. So, um, but in, in, it is truthful that all the distil- it's for the day's drive away. You know, like so you can drive in like five hours. Um, so that could be like two states away for certain people. You sure. know, depending on where you right. are in one state, yeah. where you distill at, who you buy from. There's just like little, I guess. There's nuances yeah, that you have to are. over that you have to overcome, but I feel you know everyone here at this table is truthful in what they do and in what they've have, have experienced thus far. And what I've they been share. living a double life this whole time. <laughs> I know you are. I know. 
I know, a, you're 007. I'm a, I'm, I know. A, I'm a Russian spy. Yeah. Uh, it all makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense now. That's why he loves vodka uh, so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, it's, I think also that's part of our jobs too, though, is mm. to r- conti- consistently and concise and communicate that concisely in a sense where, like, when I say oh, okay. we source, yeah, yeah, you know, when, when I say to tasters or to even with Chris when we met, I was like, we source our grains from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. That gives me, I don't have to worry about that anymore because yeah. the Midwest is vast and we know how, what part of the country the Midwest is, con- yeah. is considered the Midwest. So that covers that. Now, when you get specific, I'm like, well, what grains in the Midwest do you, you know? Yeah. Fortunately, again, it's just one of, it's our continuing education of, of, of what we do and how we do it and for whom we do it and how it actually affects the market. Um, one of my follow-up questions to you, Chris, is like, now you've mentioned, like, you wish there was more transparency. Um, and where, like, when you read the back of a label, the side of a label to see where <laughs> it was made and so on and so forth, are you looking for an in, a specific piece of information, or are you just curious to know how much is coming from so and so? Yeah, and I have a follow up question after that. Yeah, I'm just curious. So, if it was up to me, I would like to know, like, okay, so if you're sourcing the whiskey, um, are you sourcing? Uh, for example, are you sourcing one type of product? Mm-hmm. I'm going to use MGP just because they're so big. Mm-hmm. Correct. Are you sourcing one type of product from them and putting mm-hmm. it in the mm-hmm. bottle? Or are you sourcing two different types of products from them, two different ages, and blending those? Mm-hmm. I want all the information. Yeah. I realize that, I mean, the label on the bottle is only so big. Correct. You can only give so much information. But... I want to know as much as you can tell me about what's inside the bottle. I want to know the mash bill, if you'll tell me. Okay. I want to know the ages of the blends, if you'll yeah. tell me. Now, all this stuff is just because I'm curious as a consumer. Yeah. I don't really care if your whiskey is a six-year or if it's a two-year. Mm-hmm. If it tastes good to me, mm-hmm. then yeah. I'm all over it. Word. So, But I do just like to know just as, from a curiosity standpoint and as a consumer. Yeah. I respect. I mean, and I think, and as you mentioned, per the TTB and whatnot, you know, the TTB <laughs> is the, the end all say all of what we put in our labels, what's required of our label, labels, and what actually they do monitor what actually goes into the product mm-hmm. and, 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 and I guess enforce those laws, if you will, for lack of a better term. Um, I think I've only come across one, unless you're very well versed in the good old boy's manner of distilling and how Four Roses is S-U-V-V-B-B-A-D-G-A, you know, <laughs> yeah. with all due respect to them, I'm just being silly, but, um, you know, or if you know that this beam or this turkey was, you know, sourced from Warehouse K, fifth floor, row four, yeah. mm-hmm. barrel number 2000, you know, whatever. I think there is only one brand right there that actually does what you what you just explain what you just wanted to hear, and that's Bardstown Bourbon Company. Yeah, mm. they do a phenomenal job. This came here. They right? just got into the yeah. state of Illinois. I just met their their Illinois state manager at mm. Twisted Spoke the other day by by happen chance as I was um, leaving and um, tried the juice for the first time, which was impressive. Um, but what I was most interested in aside, I mean, I wanted to try it, but the label had all that information. It's incredible, yeah. The three whiskeys that they use, like, for their fusion, for, yeah. for, for sake of, uh, for, an, as an example. Um, it, st- it just mentioned, we, it's source, Kentucky. 
mash bill, blah blah blah, or age, age yep. and so on and so forth, and then and then if it's their juice or whatever, where the point of origin is, how much of it is in the blend, and what that yes. blend is made of, or what that specific yeah. uh, whiskey of that particular blend is made yeah. of. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, and they did it in a very tasteful manner. Mm-hmm. It's still very appealing to the eye. It's still, you see a lot more, you know, I mean, if you, check it out, you guys. Go to Bargetown uh, Bourbon uh, Company online and, and see for yourself. It's really cool. That's what Chris is, 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 is talking about. That's the type of transparency that he, as a consumer as well, is trying to, um, um, to learn. Um, and it's, it's just really tough. Because you know, now you, if you, can put the, you can put all that information on a label, but as you mentioned, that's expensive. Yeah, yeah. So they they really they took it upon themselves to put some money into that, and it's like, hey, yeah. we're gonna. This is what we're all about. So our conversation today, if you wanted to point to one company, in my opinion, that's doing the social media and what we talked about mm, yeah. with with labeling, it's them. Yeah. And I was gonna bring them up because they have just done a phenomenal job mm-hmm. of reaching out themselves to people throughout and I'm only on Instagram so I only know what they're doing on Instagram but they have reached out to like so many people mm-hmm. on there sent them samples yes. we started a conversation with them hey mm-hmm. have you thought about coming down to pay us a visit you know um, they sent me a bottle for remember, free yeah I remember when you received yours, I, you I, posted I get it. a you're whole, like holy a shit bottle. Yeah. like I got a message from the president <laughs> seven, of the company uh, saying Hey, we want to send you something, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. that's that's awesome." I was expecting to get a hat and a yeah. T-shirt, right? And I open up a box, and there's a full bottle of whiskey in it, and I'm yeah. like, "Wow!" So this, I mean, that's making a, an impression on mm-hmm. one me, and then mm-hmm. people who see me post that, and yeah. they're doing this across the spectrum. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're doing stuff like this. Obviously, they have some money behind what they're doing. Yeah, of yeah. course. So, I mean, I realize this isn't necessarily possible for Everyone. A, a lot yeah. of companies yeah. out there. But as an example, they are doing a phenomenal job of, like, the social media outreach and then the transparency on the bottles. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not even producing their own whiskey that's all their juice. They have one that has two of their, two of their own, juices, of their own juice yeah. blended with like an 11-year Kentucky-sourced whiskey. Mm-hmm. The other two that they have out are sourced whiskeys. But they have this huge um, presence, and they mm-hmm. have everyone aware of what's out there. So they're doing, they're doing a phenomenal job. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the podcast is the fact that like when we were talking about the reach my yeah. conversation started with Chris, and then it led to my having conversation with his following, and then that following continuing without knowing where any of us are from. And here's Bargetown. You can actually say you've got maybe one of the very few first bottles to hit the state because this happened before they yeah. got even into the I state. I just saw their bottle yeah. actually yesterday for the yeah. first yeah. time so actually be too, placed yeah. on the shelf because I was at Benny's when they were putting yeah. it out. So nice. it just hit. Yeah. So there you go. So could they have reached out and said, hey, here's the urban bourbonist. Yeah. Chris Blattner, he's in Chicago. We're even about hit. to get in there. Yeah. yeah, send him a bottle. Yeah, I mean, not to say that you know that's the only reason, but it's, no. But I'm just saying it's that's, smart. That's it's smart. Smart. Yeah. To fucking that's smart. Do, dude. No, it's like I mean, I've talked to like we're like we're in Southern Illinois, but we don't get down there as much as we want to. But it's there's pretty some, down there. They have it is it's great down there. But they have a couple of bloggers down there that have some good followings, and they write a really good like critical job of really um, 
you know, analyzing the brands and giving a fair review of everything they do. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, hey, like, here's this. It's down in your market. Send yeah. a couple samples. Some people question you, like, why you send out samples like other companies I've worked for? And yeah. you're like, because that's how you get people to try your product. Yeah. Like, not everybody I mean, has availability to it, knows it even exists down there, know the brand even exists. Um, or then they also don't have, like, sending them a 200-milliliter bottle, you know, it's no skin off our back. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, I can get a, create a full bottle. And just agreeing with your social media, too. I forgot they had just gotten in here yesterday when I saw it. I just saw it on the, on the shelf. I see them on social media so much with, yes. like, the presence there. Mm-hmm. Like, it took, like, after I left, I'm like, oh, it's here now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now it's here. Because I see it so much yeah. that I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. it's kind of how you know that someone's doing a, a good job about yeah. actually marketing their brand. I think it's so important, too, when you're when you're when you are a brand it's not just having like pretty pictures out there, but actually having your logo, having your label, having your bottle, always having recognition for the brand itself. Correct. The um, identity is great and developing that identity mm-hmm. is something you have to do. But without brand recognition, then people are just going to scroll through and see a pretty picture. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which we talked about, I've talked about a few times here. Um, so I don't want to de- uh, be a dead horse, but I don't know, it's something that's kind of like stays with me whenever. It's vital though. Yeah. It's vital. It's, it's something that's, um, yeah, it can be like the whole lifeblood for this, like you said. Mm-hmm. Chris, and a, a follow-up question in regards to where we were just talking about the labeling and all that and so on and so forth. The origin. As a consumer, hmm. um, would you gravitate more to something that said made in Kentucky? If, it, you know, hmm. if it's a said bourbon? Or would you gravitate something more that is like, if you know that it's an MGP product, it's mm-hmm. like, well, everything that's coming out of there is great. I like MGP. Mm-hmm. Would you gravitate to that or a, a, a state of origin or a, an origin of production? For me personally, I, I, I don't care really. I like to know. I ask because yeah. your top five bourbons are all Kentucky based. Yeah, they are. And, and well, 95% of bourbon is coming out of Kentucky. Correct. So Which is true. Yeah. There's a high likelihood that, yeah. you know. What are your um, top five? Uh, so actually, one of them is not Kentucky. Yeah, um, oh, that's right. It's mine. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, man. Sorry, dude. Sorry. So right now, I would say my favorite is E.H. Uh, e. Taylor Small Batch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just I, that that just blows me away. Um, Old Forester, nineteen twenty, um, and actually a new guy on the block, New Riff. Yeah, uh, that's right. New, new Riff, Riff single yeah. barrel. It's tasty. Um, the New Riff single barrel uh, barrel proof is in there. I have um, a Four Roses uh, private barrel pick from uh, Warehouse Liquors mm. that's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And um, the other one is Jack Daniels Single Barrel Barrel oh, Proof, right. hmm. which Daniels. is just phenomenal. And I, you know, my opinion of Jack Daniels was, you know, the <laughs> yeah. black label yeah. growing up and like <laughs> you're mixing it with it. Coke. Yeah. And, yeah. and then um, someone had mentioned to me, like, Dude, they're they're doing some interesting stuff. You should check out like, you know, they have like the '94 proof single barrels they're mm-hmm. doing. They have like a heritage barrel, um, and then they have the single barrel barrel proof. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'll check it out if I come across it. And it seems to be in high supply here in Chicago. So I picked yeah. up the single barrel barrel proof, and wow, yeah. that that stuff was that that blew my mind. That was like. Wow, Jack Daniels. Yeah. I didn't know that this could be Jack Daniels. It's crazy. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, those are those are my top ones now. I mean, that could change. I actually... Yeah, of course. That's of, like, what I own. <laughs> Last night, I did a tasting with a, a friend of mine that I've met through Instagram. He sent me, like, a tasting of four different Buffalo Trace 
um, whiskeys. It was uh, Elmer T. Lee, mm-hmm. Rock Hill Farms, um, George T. Stagg, and uh, oh, um, E.H. Ta- e. Taylor Single Barrel. So we went through all those last night and tasted them. I had never had any one of those. Mm. Um, and, but the George T. Stagg was, like, ridiculous. That, Is that it, what popped out from you? Yeah. It was, like, the 2018 from last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the age is on it, but, I, I mean, it was just, like, liquid, like, cigar and mm. wow. caramel. And oh, gosh. It, that, that probably jumped to the top of the list, but I don't own it, so I don't, gotcha. you don't, include I don't it? put it on the list right now. But gotcha. that's probably the best thing I've, I've tasted. Yeah. That's cool. Was there any um, certain, like, writers that you not wanted to mimic, but, like, kind of take the same range they were doing when you started all this or feel on in social media? Um, it, it makes it, maybe people you admired, I guess. Um, something that you thought they were doing really well and kind of wanted to maybe do better or piggyback off of? Well, there's the big guy out there is Fred Minnick. Yeah. I, mean, I think everyone knows who he is. But who's that? <laughs> so, he's so uh, Brittany's best friend. Is yeah. he uh, the Ascot dude? Yeah, yeah, he's the Ascot guy. I know, like, like he's that. very. Uh, there's people that have very strong opinions about him either way, but which means you're doing something right. Yeah, which <laughs> means you're doing something right. But this is very, it's a very he, good point. He's he is a really good writer. He's, he is. I mean, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Whether or not you agree with him is a whole other thing. Yeah. So. I like what he what he does. Mm-hmm. I like what he puts out. I like to read read his uh, work, but I, I mostly follow like um, like the bigger mm-hmm. publications. Like okay. I'm, I I have subscriptions to like Whiskey Advocate yeah. and uh, Bourbon Plus, which I think Fred Minnick is Fred the Minnick's editor of that. Yeah. Um, so I, people that are writing for those, I don't I don't know any specific names, okay. but yeah, those yeah. publications are like I hold in high regard because yeah. they they all seem to know what they're talking about or it's interesting you know some of the articles that they'll come up with like oh, there yeah. was just a cool one i think it was in whiskey advocate about like the three top three like whiskey cities in the world mm. and it was mm. like edinburgh louisville and dublin or something like that okay. and they had these you know this really cool spread on like places to go in yeah. these in yeah. these three cities and, and, and so it's really interesting yeah. but i can't name any specific Writers? No, you're not putting on the spot. Just with somebody, I didn't know if they were your, they carved out an influence for you, kind of to get into this, or someone yeah. you were following before, and then thought, hey, I could do something like this too, but do my own little twist on it. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely doing that. I mean, like I think with uh, the, your graphics and like the um, the flight fights you have and all that good yeah. stuff, like that's a, that's awesome. It's like a, a creative way of you know tasting out different whiskeys and showing it off, um, which also looks really good. Which so yeah. compliments to you on that. Um, Thank it, you. It, it's always really nice, like looking at your stories and going through there and like being visually attracted to them. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing for me too. Is like I'm a. I'm like a creative person. Yeah, what is your background before all so this? I'm I'm like a so my I have a degree in journalism, which is me too. Which yeah, which is <laughs> which was never I used it for about a year yeah. out of out of college. I worked for like some small newspapers in southeast Wisconsin and that just wasn't for me, so yep. I went a completely different direction and I sold aircraft parts for like 18 years. So wow. uh, it's more of a direction uh, twist than I took. Yeah. yeah. So I've always had like this creative you know side of me and like i like i like creating like those those like posters i call them that Mm -hmm. i put on instagram like for the whiskey battles like i like making stuff like that 
just to like as a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. And then I always had this thing about just I always wanted to do something journalistic, writing or you know whatever yeah. it may be, interviewing people. So that's just like. And I'm just having fun with all this. Like I don't know where it's going. I'm not right. like yeah. I'm not yeah. making money off of doing uh, yeah. off of doing this. I'm just having Drinking fun with whiskey. it and yeah <laughs> and and exploring and and yeah and I've acquired like this stupid collection of of whiskey at this point. I have way too many bottles <laughs> right. that are like you know a quarter. You know I've I've drank like a quarter of them. Then I go to the next one and I. It's just fun. It's just yeah. a, it's just a fun creative thing for me at this point. And who knows where it's going to go? Yeah. You know, it's just interesting. You know, who knows what Instagram's going to turn into? Yeah, right. In five years, maybe it's not even going to be here. So I, I was don't wondering, know. Yeah, yeah, like what what do we? What's next? Like yeah. where do we go next? When you know, because something will replace it. Or yeah. we've already seen with the whole secondary market. We talked a lot about last week about basically imploding and um, not being there anymore on Facebook within a day's time. And yeah, uh, it was obviously a little bit in Instagram too. I'm not sure how it's being handled on Reddit. Um, I don't really. I stay away from Reddit. It's a scary place in the world. Yeah, it is a very weird place. Uh, but I'm I went sure down there for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's weird. It's like all it's, syntax. It's a weird place. Remember back in the day, you know, it was yeah. just that weird like war game shit. Oh yeah. yeah. I was like, this is scary. Can be. <laughs> that shit's some scary shit. I don't. I mean, I'm not down with any. Yeah, of that, you can. So. If you want to find it, you, you can find, find it there. You can yeah. find it there. I Pretty agree. much. Yeah. No, it is. It'll be interesting to see the transition of how social media plays a role, um, whatever it advances into, but how it affects whiskey, too. So do you think it'll be a generational switch then or transition as MySpace was and MySpace? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. MySpace. MySpace, then the face place, and then all that other. Face place. Yeah, Yeah. you know, that, you know, I mean, it's generational. It can be. Yeah, Yeah, man, like, is it TikTok? It's a big thing right now. Yeah, that's a big one with, I know, that's TikTok. It's like music with, it's like a Vine music kind of thing. Yeah. Vine lasted a season. Yeah, but the, the you know, some people like make some good. Uh, yeah, some people are making creative stuff. Sixty thousand dollars for six minute posts. Yeah, six I minute mean, posts. So yeah, it's yeah. a money maker. Ten thousand dollars per yeah, second. I so. mean, I get it, but it's yeah, it did, and then they do fade away. Um, you know, but that so fades could away. I mean, whiskey too could could as well. I mean, there was there's obviously been a long stretch of time um, in the nineties uh, where nineteen hundreds. But see, that's where I kind of disagree in a sense. Hmm. And I say that because I look at the the whiskey. I look at whiskey like I look at Coke, the brand. Yeah. And Coke's been around for, since what, 1778. Sure. Right? I have okay. no idea. Let's just, let's just oh. say that. Is let's just say that. for sake of conversation. I, I don't think it's that Probably old. Not. <laughs> Way not. I'm just saying, you know. So Maybe like. <laughs> Coke is still here, right? Yeah. Okay. But what is it about Coke that keeps that, you know, it's, it's livelihood where it's at and it's in, in cups and it's in cocktails and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. It's the fact that they market to the the following generations over oh. and over again. So, like, bottle so, cocktail can cocktails. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't bottle a cocktail, but, you you know, it's it's one of those things. As, so as long as pe- people are drinking it because it's a generational thing, we all start drinking because it's a generational thing. We saw the, 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 the men and women in our lives before us drinking something, so that became in... in, in what do you call that? Ingrained. Ingrained in our minds and our, you know, and then so when you got to that age, I'm going to drink so-and-so because that's what my granddad drank, my uncles, my father, my mother, my mm-hmm. aunts, my, my, you know, my cousins, whatever. It's generational and it's something that we can all share generationally is a good fucking stiff drink. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously. So I don't see this going anywhere, but if it's, if it plateaus, yeah. it's not going down. 
Probably it'll not. It'll still plateau, and maybe that'll increase again. I don't think so. Because right now we're no. still trying to figure out the, millenni- the, mil- the millennium generation or millennium, whatever the fuck they're called. The, the millennials. That's me. Yeah, thank you. It's me, I man. appreciate it. That's you. Yeah. I mean, you're still drinking. You'll always fucking forever drink. Yeah. I'm going it, it'll always be there. It know. just depends on I'm who, two days sober. who will still be <laughs> around. Sober. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just see it. Like people talk about bubbles and all that. Yeah, it'll, def- it'll yeah. definitely plateau. I mean, that's a given with any trend in this world. Yeah. Well, here's why I say I. I not all these craft distillers are going to be able to. No, exist. but not all no. craft distillers. But why are the larger good old boys investing hundreds of millions of dollars to? Exp- I mean, they obviously project to protect themselves. Well, okay, mm-hmm. but why wouldn't we follow suit? I mean, look at the ones that are being bought, though. That's the one. That's, that. that's the one. I mean, but if there was a plateau, they would. Then Kentucky would sit on all six million barrels that they hold mm-hmm. in the state of Kentucky, you know, for now, and let that wander down to three million, and then start producing again. And that's simple business. They eat up anything. I mean, we were talking about that a few you episodes did. ago with the Great Western Distillery in the 1800s, how they bought up um, people so they could right, protect so that themselves. they can. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so there would be no competition. There would, that's, that's okay. I get that. Mm-hmm. But now there isn't still any competition. We can't compete with those guys. But we can share a space. You can take a, you can take a margin out. We I can. Mean, we, can yeah. we can share the space. We can yeah. all play well oh, I mean, we realistic, But we, like me say, because you and I realistically see when, you know, we're going in to sell a bottle at a bar. Yeah. And they're taking case orders of Beam and Jack and yeah. Old Forester, whatever it may be. Because that's, that's yeah. But like, we, we see, like, okay, the margins are just huge ridiculous you can't even like compare the two together we're like oh like we talked about like your numbers the other day um for sales and you're like i'm like wow you guys sold a lot of cases last year and like here's your projected sales for the next uh next year like like, that's a huge case like uplift right there correct um but like it's just like what a week for some salespeople for certain brands sure yeah yeah we're talking about yeah a guy from tito's yeah from the guy from tito's yeah i mean that's does he even have to do anything no that was the cool that's i mean it's like are you serious yeah i don't say the numbers we found out but you're just like shit man i mean the hardest thing you have to is showing up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. But what fun is there in that? Oh, well, yeah. I, I think they have some pretty fun advertising, have, actually. Yeah, yeah. So there's some and, activations are actually really yeah, cool. So I think I agree. that part of it. He's big with dogs and all that. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. About yeah. that, you, yeah. you, you know. But it's like, I get it. All right. Yeah. Fucking Tito's. Yeah. Right. I think with the craft, the craft guys, if you can like establish yourself, like as you, if Union Horse can say, we are like the distillery of first, you know, it would have to start in your state. Right. And then you you project out into surrounding states. And if you can say, hey, we're the craft distiller of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's no small huge. thing. Yeah. No, you know? no. You know, I, I always say we are one of the best of the Midwest because I'm not going to claim that we are the best. Yeah. You know, because that's just unfair because that's just kind of disrespecting I mean, others. You haven't even had everything. You haven't even tried everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm still going to put it against you. I'm still going to bring my bottle in, and when I go in, I'm not bringing bottles. I'm bringing cases. I want you to have this much because that's how much I believe in it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's just, you know, it's just all attitude, too. It's all attitude, and it's just all playing well with one another and shit like that. But I put my stuff against any guy anytime. <laughs> I got no problem with hey, that. There you it's go. Good attitude to have. Well, yeah. It's a good page to be on. Well, it is almost an hour in. We haven't even drank whiskey yet. Oh yeah. Oh, so should yeah. We, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Should we have? So Chris uh, actually yeah. brought. Uh, I yeah. brought uh, one of my favorite yeah. uh, value. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
you could call it bottom shelf if you want. Hey, we're sure. all about I mean, we're all about whiskey. that. Yeah. I mean, it is on the bottom shelf, but uh, this is one of my favorite value uh, pours. <laughs> this is the oh, old 103 good. proof fighting cock. <laughs> yes. Heck yeah. Also known as the kicking chicken. The kicking. Did they chicken. just drink a ton of this at South Carolina? You know what? You <laughs> so question. Funny you should say that. So I was talking to Lindsay several several months ago. Yeah. And I was talking, I was like, if I start a brand, I'm going to call it um, Savage Cock. Savage Cock. <laughs> and she goes, you can't do that. I'm like, yes, I can, because it was actually not my uh, origins of, of, of the name. It's uh, Stephen mm. Colbert. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like, I'm a big fan of Stephen Colbert, so anything yeah. he says is gold to me, you know? And um, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to call it Savage Cock. She's like, no way, you can't get away with it. And that was, then I showed her, I'm like, yeah. this guy is selling fighting cock yeah. bourbon. There's Why also a, there's a chicken cock there you brand go. out there. That. I mean, See, put cock in the name and you're put good, man. Put a cock man. in your name. Based on your, uh, excuse me, your pop's uh, photo you sent, sent today, you should call it fighting avocado or is it ravage <laughs> yeah, avocado. Right. Making no, some three-pound avocados. Three-pound Big avocado. as my forearm. I know, dude. It's ridiculous, those things down there. They, the avocados, the bananas, the, mang- the mangoes are just as large. It's ridiculous. So my, mo- my, my mom and dad, uh, they live in Miami, so... Um, Dad has an avocado tree. Uh, he has a mango tree, a banana tree that actually him and his neighbors share. And it's just gross, ridiculous amounts of said um, uh, fruits and veggies. And it's just, well, they're all fruits. And um, it's ridiculous how big they are. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Some good ag talk. Thanks. <laughs> hey. So, Chris, take us through yeah, the, uh, the cock. Absolutely. All right, so actually has some banana spiciness to it. It yeah. does have a banana. So I get a ton uh, on the nose. I get a ton of like car- caramelized banana. Mm-hmm. I also get it when you when you taste it. I get it on the palate too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but yeah. um, I get a lot of bananas, Foster. But what I love about this, oh, yeah. yes, he's the best with like sweets. Comparing yeah. it to this. fat kid. One of my favorite things about this is when when you drink it, for me, it just, like, my entire mouth just tingles. My tongue, the roof of my mouth, like, my cheeks. That's just, what she said. It just, yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> Sorry, is. I had to. There yeah. it is. I had to say it. I apologize. <laughs> it just has, like, this great um, tingling sensation and, like, a nice, like, cinnamon burst yeah, thro- cinnamon throughout sure. the palate. And then... And then I still get like the, I I get the banana when when you taste it too. So you guys tell me what you think. You don't have to like it just because I do. But cheers, cheers. cheers. Yeah, a lot of cinnamon in there. Mm. That's the first thing I hit. I get. Yeah, it's a little bit on the nose too, but like a lot of banana, yeah. like caramel nose. You know, usually I am not one for banana anything. Really? I mean, I love a banana split. I love banana nut bread. So you do but like you some don't bananas? Like bananas? I, <laughs> no, I, the artificial banana is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I got sometimes you. Like, yeah. There are sometimes a, 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 a nose. Like a banana taffy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or those those runts. Yeah, the runts. Oh, I love those. Oh, those were my favorite. That, I really? always picked the banana out of the runts. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Those and first. just ate those first? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you Guys like the banana chips? You know? Oh, los platanitos? Sure. The Like the potato chip-like platanitos? I don't speak Mexican. God. This motherfucker, I swear to God, dude. Always throw me that shot. (laughs) Wait, seriously, is it the the potato time? Oh, I love those. Plantain chips. Yeah. Different banana. No, a little banana chips. 
The you sweet know. ones. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't okay. like those. No? I like those. I like those, those too. Yeah, I'm not down with those. Having a little uh, nut mix in there? Yeah. Ooh, nice. We'll find oh, yeah. I think maybe that will help, but I'm not really down with well, that. Let's go figure that out. Post, what, they post trail, snack. What, they, what they use in trail mix, right? Mm-hmm. That banana? That banana chip? Is that what you're speaking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, not down. Gotcha. Yeah. Because there's several different types of, of bananas in the, in the said banana family. Uh, anyways, but um, back to the uh, whiskey. But this is a banana foster that I yeah, could I really enjoy. Sure. Yeah. Drizzled I, with caramel. I sure. get a lot of banana on the nose and the palate. I don't know. I just, it just hits my palate right. It is. It's nice. I mean, even it's like, was it 101? 103. 103. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's the answer. So it's got a, it's yeah. got a, that little, like, little punch to it. That, yeah. That nice heat all the way through. Mm-hmm. I could just be like a really this nice be, in cocktails. Would, yeah, yeah, this would be really yeah. good in a banana daiquiri. Oh, nice. I could even see like making a Manhattan with this, mm-hmm. which is rare for like a bourbon. But Manhattan, interesting. It is bourbon, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is bourbon. But yeah, it ha- I mean, it has that kick. So I think it would be it would be good in a in kick a Manhattan. Kick and chicken. Yeah. Where's this origin? Chicken. What's this origin? So this is uh, it's Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill okay. Yeah. Uh, they say it's Bardstown, Kentucky. Okay. Um, aged. Hmm. And bottled by Fighting Cock Distilling Company, Bardstown, Kentucky. But it's he- it's Heaven Hill. But it's yeah. Heaven Hill. It's a Heaven Hill uh, brand. Yeah, it's kind of the other. It kind of relates back to the whole conversation is the illusion of what's on the bottle. Exactly. Yeah. Mean, the other companies are now starting these distilleries on site. Yeah. Uh, secondary distilleries, and yes, it's on that same facility, but yeah, calling it something different, yeah. um, even though they're using the same technologies. And yeah. So if you didn't know, if if you have. just picked <clears throat> this up, you'd think that there's a fighting cock distilling company yeah. in Bardstown, yeah. in Kentucky. Bardstown. Yeah. And you would go looking for that. It's not there. And it's not there. What you find is Heaven Hill. See, that's what I was saying. Is like earlier, part. I probably didn't say it clearly, but that was one of the things. Like the. Pro- there are the the old the old boys the good old boys are setting up shop, right? They have set up shop. They've been here for years, obviously. Now they're investing hundreds of millions of dollars. Just to repeat what I said earlier, now and why? Um, now it's not just the bourbon. Now it's destination. Yeah. So now you're bringing a different reach. Now you're actually inviting people in. Yeah. You know because why? You know what I'm saying? Are you yeah. looking to grip them more with the inexperience, aside from what you have in your home? Or are you looking to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, that's where my mind goes. So if I see these guys investing all this money to, you know, whether it be in our, a new R&D facility that I know Jim Beam wants to do. Yep, like, they are doing. That they mm-hmm. are doing. Yeah. You know, and Eddie mentioned he, he'd like for... Yeah. Um, uh, Eddie, little Eddie to do. Yep. You know, it's is it for strictly R and D or is it to branch out and do a fighting you mean cock for Bruce to do? I'm sorry. For Bruce, his son. Yeah. For, yeah, for, yeah. for Bruce. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. For Bruce, I apologize. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's the intent behind that? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily come through clear. Now we. Yeah. Know. I, well, yes. For the, I mean, to the point of fighting yeah, but, cock, and the, but those like two cock. distillers too are much more out in the face of their company and always talking to people. And Correct. Because that's the transparency conversation too, Correct. which they recognize. Um, I mean, being married to somebody who works social media marketing for somebody for mm-hmm. Beam, like I know they're all about that and making yeah. sure that, that they're kind of um, being interpretational as they can be uh, for themselves, not just relying like resting on their laurels essentially, but actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm making an impact in this new road of social media and bringing themselves into a whole new uh, culture of identity and representation. Yeah, I mean, if you aren't doing it 
and you're a brand like Jim Beam, I mean, you will get left behind. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, they have a built-in... I mean, people are always going to be drinking yeah. Jim Beam. They're always gonna, white label will always yeah. sell. Yeah. They'll never have a problem with that. But you will start to lose potential customers to... Union horse. Yeah. Yeah. Or to <laughs> other people out there that, are, that have that presence and yeah. are making the effort to, you know do these things on social media and outreach mm-hmm. and and innovate oh. if you're not doing it you will be left behind for sure as going on innovation um what's next for you what do you think uh you're gonna keep doing well um i'm just gonna keep doing kind of what i've been doing and yeah. I, I mean i don't i want to continue to enjoy this so i don't yeah. i don't yeah. want to like for you i don't want to make this for me right now i don't want to like turn this into like some kind of like daily grind of like I got to get up and I have to post like yeah, yeah. yeah. today is you know whatever you know it's Michter's Monday so I got to <laughs> do a Michter's Monday post and yeah. like like I'm not about all that like if it's whiskey I, sour day on Sunday yeah so. exactly yeah. so oh, I love that like I I, love I try to post something every day if just because yeah. I, I came up with something that I that I felt like sharing but mm-hmm. if like it gets to be like you want to provide conversation. Yeah. And if it gets to be like where like this isn't fun, then, you know, I'll move on. But I want to keep it fun and I want to just continue having like, for example, this is amazing coming here and talking to you guys. This is incredible, you know, doing a podcast like this. It's like doing stuff like this yeah. and, and trying to, to bring on other distilleries and, and have these conversations with people who are making the product and... Yeah you know, get their point of view. That's, that's kind of what I set out to try and do. And now that I've actually done a few, I'm having such a good time with it and like just learning and and tasting new things and and making friends who are sending me like these crazy samples of stuff that like I'd never be able to find, you know, here in Chicago, or if I can, like Mm -hmm. I'd never pay the prices for, for the bottles. That's great, man. I mean, like I think it's a lot like with me where I started this whole thing and asked Wilson to be a part of it was just, I know why I love whiskey. I know my passion for it. What's the person across the table for me? What's their passion? What makes them tick? What what brought them into this? Um, What do you do differently as well? I mean, with your stuff, I think it's, it's fun to see like how you're taking, like I said, like the whole Instagram story is doing it live. Like it is like a little talk show, if you will. Um, and doing something different and unique. I know I tried doing stuff with our, um, Wilson and I were just talking about this yesterday over some coffee. Um, cause I have a full-time job yeah. and whiskey. And then, so you, when you go home sometimes you're like, I'm going to do more whiskey stuff, and, <laughs> which is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining yeah. at all, but it's more like more just your mind kind of being like, yeah. all right, I should probably like walk my dog instead, but right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, take an hour nap maybe like last night and then get back on and, all right, I need to do this because not because I feel obligated to do it. It's because I, it's what I love doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's going back into the podcast and listening to it and marking down some quotes and building some stories and building some posts yeah. for the next day and all that good stuff. And like finding things you, I didn't know I liked video editing and shooting video until like I started doing this whole thing. You yeah. Know? Like mm-hmm. I always had a passion for like music videos. So I was like, that'd be a cool thing to do. Like make music videos, you know, back when those existed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was like my initial foray into like visual thinking, I think. And then I don't know, like a camera just seemed a lot easier to shoot and click. Um, so yeah. I kind of fell into that. But now, and then just combining all those passions into one world. Yeah. like. It's something you don't take lightly, don't yeah. complain about. It's something you enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. But it was a thing too, because when I, you know, 
I know, you know, he just got recently married and all that. He's been on the world when he's been traveling for work and all. So I called him. I was like, meet for coffee, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so we met for coffee and we just, you know, caught up and I'm like, all right, here's a couple of questions I need to ask you. And the one is just like, are you okay? <laughs> you know, because he, I just show up, you know, <laughs> he's the one That's not who, true. he shows up and he sets everything up. Then he goes home and, you know, he edits it or whatnot. Then he puts out all the social media stuff. Yeah. And, I, you know, and I know he puts thought and time into that. So I'm like, I just want to make sure you're okay with everything as it's going because it's addition to what, he, you know, he does. Because mm. I don't do shit yeah. but show up. I don't and do you're so. like, and by the way, if you aren't, well, I can't help you anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll do so. Yeah, I'm I'll just kidding. So no, I'm just I can kidding. only do so much. Provide too much of the conversation. My, my skill set is... <laughs> You brought, very, very yeah. hey, you, hey, you brought Chris here today. Very minimal. You brought Chris here today. Yeah, well, because a great I conversationalist. Yeah. Because that is, you know, I, I truly believe that Chris would would bring something uh, to the conversation yeah. that's different than what we've been I agree. doing. And then, of course, the the tie that you two have, you know, love for journalism and mm. all that and creativity. So, you know, I just thought that was a perfect fit for everybody. Oh, it's know, been so. fun. Light bulb. <laughs> awesome. Very well, dim. I believe it or not, it's about an hour and fifteen minutes in this conversation. Oh, yeah, okay. I know. All I know. Right. I can't believe it. That sucks. Why? I was having a good time. I have to go do work. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that too. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Just covering your bases there. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, is there anything you want to promote, Chris? Obviously, you're, you're uh, yeah. the Urban Bourbonist. Yeah, you Everybody can visit me um, at Urban Bourbonist on Instagram. That's the only place I'm at. So give a follow if, uh, so if you'd like yeah. to, and let's let's have a conversation. And um, yeah, and thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah, follow out awesome photography on there. It's a cool concept of like taking the bottles around the city, showing off the city, showing off the bottles so they fit yeah, in. That's cool. Um, it's actually you, from his balcony. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> Some of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good spot to have too. I'm like, I assume it's a balcony. The bunker, after, as yeah. he calls it. It's dope as fuck, man. It's that's cool. sweet. Yeah, yeah we, cool. we just have a brewery to hang out in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it has, all right. It's got its charm. Um, it. What were we drinking from Beguile, by the way? Oh, music. so yeah. So we got some freshies today. Um, they're new. Well, they're longstanding uh, sunny afternoon. Uh, they just did some fresh uh, cans today. Um, so pick up its uh, Beguile's beer. They sell them in... Uh, Four-pack, 16 ounces for $10, um, and you get $2 off on Tuesdays. And then we also had their Hazy IPA. I forget the name of it. I apologize. But it is on tap and is also available in uh, four-pack, 16-ounce cans here as well in the brewery. I recommend coming to the brewery to pick up anything and or everything, um, only because you want to see where everything is made. You yeah. want to engage with those who make it. They are always here. It's great to pick them up at your local liquor stores and or, you know, uh, markets. But come out here. Uh, you know, they're, they're on Ravenswood. They're in the malt row here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Come out to Big, uh, Big Isle Brewery and tell them Jake and Wilson sent you and they'll take care of you. They might. They will. <laughs> they might. Um, they definitely will. Uh, no, and just a shout out to our friends at Indie Spirits. That's coming up in a month from now, yeah, um, September twenty yeah. fifth. If you're somebody who sure really list, likes right? to drink um, good whiskeys and talk yeah. to the actual makers of the of from the distilleries, um, brand reps like ourselves, people that are really invested into the whole whiskey world. Mm-hmm. and meet like-minded people um, like Chris. There's a lot of other bloggers, um, journalists, people like that out mm-hmm. there, too, with over 200 distilleries that usually come by. and Triers or buyers, man. So Wednesday, uh, September 25th, um, this is not a uh, paid sponsor, just a good friends that we want to help out. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, go out there. It's at the Hilton still, right? Yes, it's okay, at the Hilton cool. on uh, South Michigan Avenue. 
Cool. Yeah, come down um, that day, and then Wilson and I will be out in the markets of Chicago tasting and grinding yeah. and doing all the fun stuff. <laughs> Check fun. us out at Key in the Lake, um, keyinthelake.com, uh, for more podcasts and some pretty photos to look at and stories from the past, because I haven't written anything in a while. <laughs> but there's some new podcast, and I think I put up like a, f- a photo essay of something recently. So, um, But our Instagram is pretty lively on that, uh, as Wilson was just talking about. And check out Union Horse and Star Wars, the two brands that we work for. Uh, shout out to them because hopefully we're going to have our two lead distillers um, on a podcast next month when they're both hopefully in town. So. Yeah, hopefully which, so. Which will be That'd fun. Be cool. So we'll have an Aussie versus Kansas yeah. uh, fight. Also pick up, uh, yeah, it'll be Aussie and Kansas fight. Also, so it's, you know, call it, you know, it's not not going to be a rugby match, but no. um, it'll be it'll be a nice information. Australian rules football. <sighs> I don't know what that is. It's actually pretty cool. I've heard. Cool. But actually, uh, uh, Chris is having uh, Patrick Garcia, our master distiller at Union Horse, um, nice. on his um, live IG TV uh, channel September 5th, Chris. Yes, that's the plan right now. Okay, so, great. yeah, tune in. Yeah, awesome. tune in. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Don't visit official Matt Brown Fan Club. Uh, cheers to everybody <laughs> out there. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers, guys. <laughs>